There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. Yeah. Uh, I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And, uh, yeah, we have another newsletter today. Um, Another dud. Yeah, Aggie's not impressed. I honestly am, yeah, not too impressed either with this one. Um, A lot of words, but not a lot of craziness. Um, A lot of boring, long articles, I think. The first, there was like this interview with Lena Dunham that I thought was insufferable. It was very insufferable. I had a fun time reading it last night. Um, and it was one of the few interviews that Gwyneth Paltrow actually does herself, which I think is a rare event. She does them for like the big celebrities and stuff. Yeah, usually it's somebody who works there who's like an expert in whatever the um, the thing is or just like pretends to be curious about it or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. right? Or I don't know. Who are the people, by the way, who write for Goop? They're all anonymous, except for GP. Do you think it's her pretending to be <laughs> Different personalities? I don't know. I really don't think she does, like... I mean, she does a lot of work, obviously. She's the head of the company. Yeah. But I don't think she's... She's definitely not in the office 9 to 5. No, no, no. She can't. Um, but I think with the big celebrities, she likes to do the interviews herself. And uh, the Lena Dunham one, I thought was sort of interesting because in the last, I don't know, year or so... Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor have created their own lifestyle newsletter brand called yeah. Lenny, Lenny, which I, have you read it? Or? I get it, I get think, it? but it's like goop where it just comes and I just don't read it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, haven't opened, I don't think I've opened a single one of okay. them. Okay, I'm sort of curious now, because obviously like Lena Dunham and Gwyneth Paltrow have very different public personas, so I'd be curious I to guess. see, but like the Lena, Lenny doesn't have like fancy clothes to buy does it or does it i think it's more literary literary yeah um Um, but i don't really read it like i said but you could tell with this interview i mean it was long it was boring but i i guess the sexist part of my brain always likes to pit famous women against each other well you have to when you're reading something like this it's fun yeah i mean you've got to get through it somehow i was just like gritting my teeth Uh, i wish i 
have done that. So, like, all of these questions were, on the surface, very complimentary. Um, you know, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was like, Alina, you're the voice of your generation. You've created this huge, this great brand, blah, blah, blah. It's so literary. It's so smart. But I think underneath it was both the insecurity of Gwyneth growing older and, like, less cool and not not in touch with millennials, and also her superiority, superiority for feeling like she's always going to be uh, more beautiful than Lena Dunham. So I think yeah. both of those things were, were um, do you, evident. Do you think that Gwyneth feels insecure of, that she's not in touch with millennials? Absolutely. You think she wants to be a millennial person? Yeah, I think, like, she... Well, she doesn't. She would never say that she wanted to be a millennial because I think she uh, would never stoop to saying that she wants to feel younger than she is. But I do think, like, as the head of Goop, she as a businesswoman, she needs to feel that she's in touch with the customers that are gonna, you know, be buying Goop things. But eventually. are those people millennials? I feel like this is for baby boomers. I don't know. Do you know any baby boomers that read Goop? I don't think so. I don't know anyone who reads Goop, except for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't even read it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that, I would say 90% of the people that read Goop read it like us, just for fun. Like, you're never, like, we've... You sort of peruse. Yeah. I've never bought anything. Oh, I could, I could. I mean, I almost it. bought that $35 water bottle, but then yeah. I thought better of it. I, I still want it. Had. I still think about it. That would have been so cool. Um, I know, to, like, have it on it my desk. It says Goop on it. It says Goop in the Goop font, and it's white. I think I'll get it. It's just $35. It's $35, yeah. bucks. I mean, it's going to make you happy for yeah. a lifetime. <laughs> um, and it would be so cool just bringing it around everywhere I go and have a goop water bottle. And everyone would think you work there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we basically do work there. Well, yeah, yeah basically. We I mean, we're promoting it. We're doing them a huge favor. Um, but, so, she just, I guess, like, keeps complimenting Lena Dunham, but it, but it seems very, very fake. Like, she says, you know, how... Uh, how political and how literary your newsletter is. Um, and Lena Dunham, to her credit, is just sort of like, uh, okay, whatever, like, I just want to get through this interview. Well, it was like a trade, right? I mean, Lena yeah. Dunham then she felt like she had to, for, to, oh, yeah, I didn't read that. For money. For no, money. I didn't read it either. Because um, I couldn't, I, I can't think of a less interesting conversation. Do you think that in Gwyneth's mind, she, as like businesswoman Gwyneth, she wants to do a merger and, like, um, it's, like, going to be the biggest thing since, like, AOL and Time Warner. It's the, <laughs> the Goop-Lenny merger. She's, like, thinking, she's putting her businesswoman hat on and then, and or not a merger, but more, like, she'll buy Lenny and Lenny will be a, a uh, like, or she's gonna Goop. Yeah, she's going to build a network of newsletters. Yeah. Like, the Goop, like, Gawker, but Goop. Exactly, and yeah. And it'll just go out, so there'll be Goop, Lenny, Lenny's and then, the millennial yeah. version. They'll have... Uh, Goop is like the gold standard one yeah. that everybody loves. She'll like, eventually buy like Huffington Post. And then turn that into a newsletter. <laughs> yeah. And then all of your news will just become a newsletter. Yeah. Everything you read. Everything is under the Goop umbrella. That's her master plan. <laughs> Probably. Well, I do think that she at least thinks that if she interviews Lena Dunham and Lena Dunham interviews her, then they're going to get some of each other's readers. Yeah, I guess that's right. I, I do want to check out Lenny now, even though I've never, I've never read it. Um, I guess I got confused between Lenny and Rookie. I sort of thought that those two were the same things. Oh, but Rookie's Rookie Tabby is that, Robinson. Yeah, and that, I don't think that's a newsletter. Isn't that a real, that's a magazine. Oh, like on paper? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but 
Yeah, I really don't read Lenny. I don't know very much about it. I know that she just had that huge controversy in Lenny. Oh, about thinking that the football player wasn't talking to her because, because he didn't want to have sex was, with her. Yeah, and then it was like everyone got really mad at her about yeah. it. And that was in her interview with Amy Schumer. Oh, wow. Um, but that all went out on, that was all Lenny stuff. Okay. I think. It was a good publicity for Lenny. Uh, my favorite proclamation in this interview was, I forget if it was Lena Dunham or Jenny Connor, but they said, we were like, Lenny Latina is going to happen. So they oh, promised God. to do a Lenny Latina, which I guess because Latina girls can't read regular Lenny. What the hell their is that own newsletter. It's really offensive. She's an idiot. She, yeah, she it's, like. She can't. I don't understand. I really do, like, obviously respect Lena Dunham for, like, being as successful and oh my God. talented yeah, as I mean, she is. That like, show. it's she amazing. Like 25. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Show. But some things she says, I guess, like, anyone that would be in that position to, ha- to have uh, the whole media, you know, following your every word, you're going to say some stupid shit. But um, she really does. And Gwyneth does, too. And I guess that's why. Does Gwyneth say stupid shit like that? <sighs> I don't know that she wades into racial issues in the way that Lena does. Why? Why? Just, why? <laughs> I think world, like, at least Lena acknowledges her white privilege to some extent. And I think Gwyneth, if you sat her down, she obviously would. She's, I'm sure, Gwyneth would? But she, I think her world is so unbelievably white that I think it's just, it's just a different world. Well, it's unbelievably privileged, yeah, too. It's I don't think that she's even... How many women of color do you think work for Goop full-time? I don't know if anyone works for Goop full-time. <laughs> I don't really know what it is. I think it might just be Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> like her WordPress or something. Sure. I don't know what it is. It seems like nobody's working there. It seems like it's written by a robot. I think there was a... Uh, a, like a photo spread in one of these newsletters months ago where it was like the Goop staff writers were modeling the clothes. Oh, okay. Um, but that was months ago, so who knows what the, the turnover is. Uh, I think it's I think it's a real thing. Um, anyway, that was <laughs> your update on the very uh, informative interview between Gwyneth Paltrow, Lena Dunham, and Jenny Connor. Yeah, it was also just really boring and basically them going back and forth saying that they both have um, newsletters. Yeah. Which they, they both do. They both do have newsletters. That is the factual statement. Uh, next on Goop. What else was there? Is. Oh, so there was an article, and this one we don't really have much to say about it. It was called Why We All Need Family Leave. Oh, yeah. I thought that was just sort of a good and informative article yeah, about family. It wasn't written by Gwyneth Paltrow. It was written by someone else, and it was talking about... Um, someone anonymous? No, it was one of the goop. I thought you said that everyone who writes for it is anonymous. Mm, let's see. I don't know that there's a byline that's true. Uh, well, it has the... the Q, it says a Q&A with Jessica Shortle, which is, I guess, someone who wrote a book on family leave, but they don't really say who... Who's asking the questions? Who works? Yeah, it is anonymous. There, at this it is the website. Goop robot. That is weird that Gwyneth won't. I guess if you're the boss of a newsletter, you don't want your employees to share the spotlight. So you don't. Well, Lenny does it. Lenny has guests, guest writers. They're from different generations. 
That's that millennial thing. It was thing. the, like, you know, first wave feminist, second wave feminist, oh, third wave feminist, the Gwyneth feminism. It's like Hillary. Like, she she can't share the spotlight with other women. That's not that's true not at all. That's not true about Hillary. That's not true. <laughs> if it was, it, it would just be the fault of her generation. Okay. Oh, it's not true. No, it's not true. It might be true about Gwyneth. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so this was just a really informative, great article about uh, how only a few states have... Uh, paid leave laws. Um, Kristen Gillibrand, who is my old senator from New York, is trying to get this passed throughout the whole country. I think she is a hero, and I'm going to say right now that I think she will be our second woman president. Wait, what? Kristen Gillibrand. I don't know who that is. Senator from New York. She's awesome. She um, took over when Hillary uh, became... Let's see if I'm getting this right. When Hillary dropped out of the Senate... Uh, to run for president? No. No. Whatever she, she did before she... Well, before. she was going... It was like 2006. I think she just dropped out to... Oh, yeah. It she was, was going to yeah. run for president. Um, so the governor of New York, I guess, gets to um, to okay. appoint the new... But back then, there was a big scandal, and Elliot Spitzer, who was the governor, had to resign. So then we had the vice lieutenant governor, is what it's called. He was this blind man who became governor that, I forget his name, but Fred Armisen used to do an impression of him on SNL. Oh, yeah. So he got to appoint someone, and everyone thought that he was going to appoint Caroline Kennedy because she was just, like, a rich person who wanted to be senator. And then he appointed this little-known representative from upstate New York named Kristen Gillibrand, who everyone's like, who is this? And I think she turned out to be a hero and an amazing senator. Um, but she's trying to do this family league stuff. Good. I okay. I'm on board with her. I, yeah. That's all. That's all it takes for me. <laughs> um. All right. So then we have oh, fashion corner fav, favorite fall trends. Oh yeah. So this was just a fun little article about clothes and stuff. And what did she say? Wear pink. Shades of pink. Um, Wear denim. Denim, floral print, all white. Which, yeah, it said. What did it say? Uh, yeah, we've said it before, and we'll say it again. Head to toe white works year round, which I think head to toe white looks good on maybe two percent of the population. Oh, I think head to toe white looks good on everybody. Really? Yeah, I think white it looks great. I I feel like white makes people look fat, and then also it just gets dirty so easily. It does get dirty, but if you were just standing there having your picture taken, I think it looks good on so many people. Okay. I, I don't love know. it. I, I had a pair of white jeans for a couple years, um, but they always just got dirty and gross, and like yellow and brown, I don't know, so yeah. I, I threw them away. Uh, but yeah, I guess if you're just getting your photo taken, I would feel, I don't know, I would feel uncomfortable in all white myself. I don't know if I would, I have a pair of white cords. Okay. And I feel great when I wear them. Cool. But I rarely do because I feel insecure. Because I'm scared they're going to get dirty. Yeah. I mean, any, like, any city you're in is, like, grimy and gross. It's a Maybe if you live out on the, but no, if you live out on the farm, you're getting dirty, too. That's worse. Yeah, where would. I think L.A. is probably the best place to do it. Yeah, because you're in your car. You're not walking too much. Um, alright. Oh, and then leopard print was the other. Yeah, all these trends are like, I mean, nothing. Denim, leopard print, and pink. Yeah. Hot trends. But they're, I like 
the stuff. I mean, they're all classic, yeah, classic stuff. All classic stuff. We had a few vagina cut sleeves, which Gwyneth likes, and I like seeing it. Um, yeah. Sleeves that look like labias. Gwyneth's favorite thing. <laughs> it's She basically hits you right off the bat with it, that pink dress. The pink dress, that, like, uh, full denim top with the giant bow on it. Yeah, I th- I like this one because I thought some things were penises and some things were vaginas. <laughs> That's true. Because uh, she had, yeah, she did have a lot of like phallic scarves and earrings. Not really, but just to complement the vagina look, which I see everywhere on Goop. It was the first time I ever thought I saw a penis. Yeah. Um. So then. Oh, we, but the oh. bags. Oh, the bags. Okay, we'll um, go to the bags. That was a because, separate article, right? Yeah, it was a separate article, but I just feel like I'm thinking about yeah, fashion yeah. right now. Yeah, I have I, very little say about the bags. I right? have little say about the bags, too, but it was... What What is her this partnership with Toomey? I've noticed a lot of the articles now are partnered with another brand. So, like, the, the Fall Trend one is partnered with Club Monaco. The bag <laughs> one is partnered with Toomey. I have to say something. This is not... This is barely a newsletter (laughs) this is basically just an ad that comes to your inbox that Gwyneth Paltrow emails you and the every article is filler that's my take on goop pretty much I mean I think occasionally there's informative stuff occasionally there's crazy shit that I think Gwyneth is trying to like drum up some clicks, like when she did the, the sex issue or whatever. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, it's just a catalog. I don't think that she's pretending that it's anything else. It, But it's not even a catalog. It's, um, because she's not, it's not like Goop is a, st- I mean, Goop sells a couple little things. I feel like the things Goop sells is a front. I, it's, she sells like two things Do you that think cost it's... $800 each, and then she's just advertising to me and... J. Crew and all of this other stuff. I don't think it even exists. None of the writers exist. <laughs> I don't think Gwyneth Paltrow writes anything for it. I think it's just a weird marketing. Just a, a weird shell company. I don't think it's real. I. So you're like a goop truther now. I guess so. I don't know. I think that there is. We should drive to the offices in Santa Monica. I'd be too to, scared. Just too scared. <laughs> I think we could drive past it and just just see. Just look. Go. I mean, we wouldn't be able to get very far, but we could pretend we're lost. Go into the lobby, say we have a meeting, and then be like, "Oh, is this not?" Um, and then say something else. Yeah. Wait. So oh, this is this is an NBC Universal. We were supposed yeah. To oh, we were supposed to go to. We were supposed to go to Lenny headquarters. Lenny, Sorry, yeah. we're millennials. What's this old lady brand? Yeah, we don't we don't like this stuff. And then we could get lunch at the Brentwood Market again. Yeah, yeah I love that Brentwood Market. That's the best thing Gwyneth ever told me about. The, which is a good. Oh, let's go to the the bag guide to this oh. boss lady bag guide. Yeah, so I really don't like it when people say things like boss lady. Just. It's enough. The woman can be a boss, and you don't have to call her a boss yeah, lady it's or a very boss or a gal boss or whatever they call them. It's so disgusting, and I really hate the word lady, and I hate when I am, like, if anyone says that they're a lady comic or a lady comedian or <laughs> no, something. who says that? Like, everybody. So many people, like, oh, a lady comic, and they say it with that voice, like, a lady, oh, yeah. whatever. Shut up. Enough. What, why are you 
referring to yourself or me that way. Just just be a normal person and don't call me a lady anything. Unless you're saying ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, I can't What do you it. feel about people that say, like, comedian? I prefer it's a lady. lady. I, there's one uh, acquaintance I have who is a female comic, and she, in her Twitter bio, she says comedian, and I think that's, and completely unironically. I think... It's fine. It's, I think it's kind of classic. Okay. Nice. <laughs> but, I mean, I can understand I just that. Feel, I just feel like it's like like Phyllis Diller or like Lucille Ball. I do too, yeah, but I think nice there's too. something kind of lovely about Ugh. the way it sounds. I understand if you don't like it or don't want to refer to yourself that way, but don't act like you're being somehow progressive by being like, I'm a lady, no, I'm yeah. a lady comedian, because you're actually just apologizing for yourself. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you know what's not apologizing for themselves are these bags. They're very nice. They're I very liked nice. all of them, and I don't always like everything that they're um, professional. That she... They're not crazy. Even the H and M one, which is thirty nine ninety nine, looks very nice. Oh yeah, and okay. Oh, so these bags are for girl boss or for lady boss, boss lady bags because they're because this month is back to work month. Yeah, Gwyneth claims that September is back to work month, like back to school month. It, she doesn't understand that most women and most people work 12 months out of the year. Yeah, because like, as you were saying, um, like she and all her friends go to the Hamptons all summer. Yeah, all August is like off, so she considers so September back to work. September, month. which is nice because it's like kids got to go back yeah, to school and nice. they get to go back to this work. This is not how the world works. So everything is some, in, all month kind of has ties into work and so these are purses that you would bring to work so they're bigger and they have more pockets and they're organizational and they're all nice i like them all i don't like the gray felt one i love the gray felt Ugh, one. felt it's very pretty i don't like it i love gray and i love the felt because it looks it has this like heather gray yeah i think my favorite is the celine one that has the little tassels which one is that? Um, Celine Medium Trifold Shoulder Bag, 3100. I can't see it. Oh, see, okay, see, that is, um... It's not very to practical. Me, I think that looks like a vagina. Oh, yeah. And I would call it my least favorite one, because oh, I don't like the shape. So we have different tastes in, uh, Lady Boss in Bags. Lady Boss Bags. Okay. <laughs> uh, so next we have Make, which is Goop's food section, which, oh, man, she is... This Back to Work Month is, like, all about her uh, food that she supposedly takes to the office. So this, l last week was breakfasts, and this week is lunches. Yeah, these lunches, first of all, I have never been told to eat anything for lunch that didn't put me into a depression spiral. Work lunches always seem so sad no matter what. Yeah, it's really, you can't, like, if you bring your lunch to work, it's sad. If you get, like, delivery to your office, that's also sad. I guess if you go out with your coworkers and like have a martini that's not sad but if I, I was drinking martinis it wouldn't be yeah sad. but i don't that's not like uh but if you go to chipotle that's that sad. is extremely sad um the only time it's not sad is if they bring in lunch for you oh that's sort of fun yeah because it's fun or if you're working on like a set and it's just like craft services and, and if, well if it's truck. catered yeah, yeah. That's, that's fun but like but... an office but these ones especially are sad because the whole thing and i think that's like a it's sort of a trend now is to like for busy working people to cook a lot on Sunday and then that'll give you lunch, you know, through the week, you'll make little variations. And so that's what she tries to do with these easy packable work lunches. But, uh, it's all totally different recipes. So you're spending, you know, probably 
three hours on a Sunday doing it and then at least an hour every day like trying to to figure out what you're going to make for the next day. Yeah, and don't forget that you also spent two hours that day figuring out all your breakfasts for that Right, week. right, right. All those bowls for all breakfast. Your bowl, and the bowls were more crazy. They The bowls were a nightmare from last week or two weeks the ago. The bowls were, yeah, like very complex. But I also felt like the bowls were like filling for breakfast. These lunches, I mean, maybe it's because I'm a guy and like this, this stuff would not fill me up. But like... I just wouldn't want to put that much work into something that I was going to eat in five minutes and was going to hate anyway. Yeah, because no matter how like nice the recipes are, they're still sitting either in your bag or in an office refrigerator for hours. Yeah, so what does she have? What are her recipes? Ugh, well, so, so they give you a big shopping list for the week, and then, so, and then there's five lunch recipes, one for each day of the week. So Mondays is a salmon sushi burrito. Um, which is not a burrito at all. It's like a sushi roll because it's just made with nori. It's, there's no isn't, tortilla. Isn't that the thing that they call it a sushi burrito now because it's a big sushi roll? Is it big? Well, maybe. Yeah, like they like they're like burrito size okay. sushi rolls that people like to eat now. I've never seen them. I've seen them on Buzzfeed. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, second day. Also called Tuesday is a, is a weekday grain bowl. Yeah, that one looks sad to me because in the picture, um, there's that? this top-down shot of it, and it's accompanied by a glass with a lemon in it, and it, I think it has a wooden spoon. Yeah, it's like a, one of those popsicle stick spoons, yeah. like you got like a malted at the baseball game. It looks like what's something they give you at the hospital. Yeah, and it's you don't know what size that bowl is, but I bet you it's no bigger than like a ramekin. It can't be that big. With like a couple slices of avocado. Your pickled ginger, which she puts on everything. I do love pickled ginger. I do too. Um, a few stray chickpeas and like some kale and quinoa. Ugh. And carrots, I think. Oh, it's so and, sad. And oh god, what are these? And then like some dipping sauce seeds? on the sides. I That's water. I fucking hate nothing more than pumpkin seeds. I hate any kind of seed. You know what? When they tell you to put nuts and seeds on stuff, it's such bullshit because for that amount of calories, you could literally eat a normal meal. That's true. Nuts, seeds, they are so calorically dense, yeah. and people are like, spend a million dollars in five hours putting together this disgusting, shitty grain bowl that's going to depress you and not fill you up, and then to me- to make it more caloric, just dump a bunch of nuts on top, which still won't fill you up or satisfy you, but it meets some sort of like quota that you have to yeah, reach. Yeah, so you can so prove that you don't have an eating disorder. So you can prove that you ate something? Um, just eat food. Yeah, just eat food. Not too much. Mostly plants. Oh, God. Ah, I've heard that. Wait, who says that? Michael Pollan. Michael Pollan. He's a he's a shit show. Is he? I don't know. I have no, I have no basis. He seems, never... like a, he seems pretty pretty snotty. He does have like a yeah. cool barbecue pit in his backyard. Oh, does he? Yeah. He lives in Berkeley, near my mom. Omnivore's Dilemma. Yeah, it's a good book. I didn't read it. Um, so Wednesday, it's the same shitty ingredients, lettuce, kale, carrots, tomatoes, chickpeas, but just in a salad, so I guess you don't have your Make quinoa. It and then salad. it tells you to sprinkle pita chips, which is like the treat of the week. And there's a special uh, little tip in that in that uh, recipe that says, do not leave out the pita chips. It adds crunch. Because you know half of the women that read this are going to be like, pita chips, can't do, can't do it. Chip. But when it says, go for it. 
go for it just have fun but can i say something this may be the millennial in me but if you're telling me to bring a salad to lunch please tell me to put it in the mason jar i like the mason mm. jar salads i've never had one i like thinking about them and looking at pictures of them i like thinking about how they're supposed to be organized with the dressing on the bottom then the heavier proteins and then you go up to the lettuce and like things that um can't get wet on the top i agree with you but the problem is gwyneth is not sponsored by mason jars She's oh. sponsored by these rice, R-I-E-S-S brand enamel Tiffin containers. That's what all these salads are in. Yeah. That's why the food looks so sad. They're in these white. So Tiffin is like um from in India, uh, the, the office lunch culture there is you get um, delivery from people that give your food in these little metal uh, containers called tiffins, and I guess you keep them and you give them back at the end of the day, or whatever. I don't that really sounds know. fun. So it's yeah, it's cool. It's like, a, and then Gwyneth uh, is sponsored by a company that makes forty dollar enamel versions of these tiffins. And you bring it. Yourself. And you bring it yourself, yeah. Um, so, the spirit of the law, if not the letter of the law. Okay. Uh, Thursday is a grilled chicken wrap. Oh look, you can even fit a grilled chicken wrap in your in, tiffin. in your tiffin. That's weird. With a couple more stray pita chips. Oh, and then the other thing that bugs me, she calls this thing basil mayo to make, and yet she uses veganaise on everything and not actual mayonnaise. Don't call it mayo if it's not mayo. I If you like veganaise better than regular mayo, that's fine. Like, I don't dislike veganaise, but if you are pretending that it's more healthy for you, it's not. I looked this up. There are 90 calories in a serving of veganaise there are 94 calories in a serving of full fat best foods mayonnaise yeah there's no way if if, if, you're, vegan, like if you're vegan sure. and veganaise is great veganaise is really good it's when fine. you're vegan it yeah. tastes pretty much like mayonnaise disagree but i never had a problem with it but if you're putting it on chicken you're like yeah. lying to yourself so like and just say just either do real mayonnaise or just say basil veganaise because and you know i'm not sponsored by the the mayo board, but, um, and then Friday, it's just whatever's left over, which is a tuna chopped salad with more of that basil veganaise. But now she calls it creamy basil dressing. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's mayonnaise. Wow. Uh, and she does tell you to buy tuna from a jar and not a can. Oh, but you know what? That's supposed to be really good. Whole oh, Foods sells that. I know. They are good. Like oh. the Italian tuna. It's like $4 for a jar. Every once in a while, it is worth it. It's really good. But I get, um the tuna packed in olive oil in a can oh, and yeah. that's really good too. That's good too the italian kind yeah i like it i get mine at costco because the cans of tuna are twice as big really yeah twice as much tuna and it's still even if you have like seven ounces of tuna it's only like 250 calories tuna's great it's a great diet food it is a good diet food but you're not supposed to get the kind of oil for your diet no um you should just add mayonnaise to it yeah. i guess if you don't have that much bread on it it's I don't know. Um, well, Is this, that everything? Yeah, this did not make me hungry, this. No, um, but it never does. No. It did make me want a purse. Sure. Uh, a lady boss bag. It made me want a lady boss bag. And I'm still, I'm still uh, hunkering over after that uh, water bottle. So yeah. maybe, maybe by next week I will have it in my possession. Um, all right, we are out of time. It's been a half hour already. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Yep, we will see you next week. Bye. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.